We've been learning the last few days how the power of the Yetzirah to get a person to do the wrong things, to be in the wrong place in his life, is by first putting a doubt in his mind about something that he knows is true. And we've already given a few examples of that. That even though we think it's the desire for something that makes us do the wrong thing, or our habits make us do the wrong thing, but in reality we learned that truth emet is very powerful and could outpower any habit or desire. Problem is, the Yetzirah has a ticket. He has a license to enter your mind and to create a doubt, even for a moment, on something that you know is true. And when you are in the doubt moment, then the desire, the habit, or whatever it is that is causing you to do the wrong thing will be able to take place. That's what we learned yesterday. Emet has no ability, excuse me, nothing has the ability to break Emet. You need to create a safek in the person. And again, like we said yesterday, the safek could be even a 1% safek, not a major safek. One sub one percent of safek is enough for the yetzerah to get you to do the wrong thing, to say the wrong thing, to act the wrong way, to be in the wrong place. So yesterday we spoke about the power of learning. How when a person learns, he strengthens their mind, trenches his mind to be able to fight when the Yetzirah comes to put svekot, to put doubts. But today I want to focus on one other area in this subject. Notice that there are certain situations of emet that the Yetzirah has almost no power to put doubt in our mind. For example... It is emet clear to me that if I jump off a 20-story balcony, it's not good for me. Clear. Emet. The Yetzirah has had a very hard time to convince me that there's a doubt in that emet that I have. The question is why? How come jumping off a 20-story building, which is also a myth, I know, I know what's going to happen. I know what's right and what's wrong. How come there, the Yetzirah, for most normal people, will not be able to create a safek? And let's say there's uh, a lot of money that they're giving out on the, on the bottom floor, and the first one gets it first. Right, so it was very exciting. I have a big ta'ava. I love money. Can be a very wealthy man. Maybe the richest man in the history of the world. Right there if I jump right now. 
right? So there's a very big desire to get there quickly. But the Emet says, no, no, you can't do that. How come there, the Yitzhara will have an impossible time in creating even a momentary doubt in the truth that I know that it's wrong to jump off this balcony? How come? How come? What happened to his permission? What happened to his power? You hear the question or no? If the Yitzhara has the capability, like we said, and the permission to create doubt in something I know is wrong. So that means I know it's wrong to drink. I know it's wrong. I know it's going to damage me. I know it's not good for my life. But yet, for a moment, he can create a doubt that it's not really such a big deal. And that could happen with a million other situations that we've given a few examples saying the wrong things, going to the wrong places, many, many things that a person knows shouldn't do that or should do that. And the Yisrael comes and throws a little, little monkey wrench. He throws in a little doubt and he gets me to do the wrong thing. How come for normal people, he will not be able to put a doubt so that I should jump off a 20-story building to get the wealth that's being given out on the bottom. How come? Anyone can tell me? No. And Med's absolute too. When I, when I knew something was wrong, was absolute. Absolute it's wrong for me to do this. I knew that. That's what Emet means. Emet. Emet means absolute. How come the Yitzhah cannot put a doubt in a 20-story building jump that's also Emet, and he also has permission. Why can he do it there? Answer is, because when the results are immediate, he has very little power. The doubts that he can create are all about things in the future. Like it says, a person who wants to lie, he always talks about things that are far away. You can't lie about things that are in front of you. So if you want to lie, the one who wants to make up things, he says, yeah, far away. Yeah, it happened a thousand years ago, a million, a billion years ago. In a hundred years from now, it's going to happen. Okay. The, the, a person who wants to make things up, he needs to further the consequence so that he's not going to be uh, uh, exposed. The Yisrahara, his power of putting doubt is only in the consequences that are going to happen later in the future. But if the consequences are immediate, he has almost no power to put a doubt in that truth that you have. Very important to know that. Now that we know this information, that the power of the Yitzhah to create a doubt in my emet, and my emet means absolute truth. Again, we said a guy doesn't know the truth or something else. But if you know the absolute truth, still the Yitzhah comes and gives a doubt. But now we're learning 
that if the consequences are immediate, then he doesn't have much power to put doubt in your absolute truth. And how does that help us? Because most decisions that we make in our lives, especially spiritual ones, are not immediate. So how could we use this information to be able to help ourselves defend from the Yetzirah? The answer is that we humans are capable of seeing the consequences immediately. Not seeing it physically, but our mind is capable of seeing the consequence of tomorrow, today. If we used our mind properly, we would be able to bring the consequences much closer to home. I mean, really, the, the consequences are going to be realized in a year from now, in a month from now, in a week from now. But the human mind is able to see the consequences now. That's what Hachamim tell us. Ezehu Hacham et The wisdom is the ability to see the consequences before they even happen. Now, how does a person develop this ability to see the results of his action as if they're happening in front of him right now? If we could do that, if the guy was drinking or smoking or doing something terrible, could see the consequence right now, he would never do it. How can a person see the consequences of their action right now without having to wait? That would block the koah of the Yetzirah. So I'm going to share with you a very important Parasha in the Torah that basically gives us guidance for this subject. It's very, I know you probably heard it before, but it's even more far-reaching than you could imagine. There is in the Torah a parasha, a portion in Parashat Naso that talks about the halakha of the sota. It's a long part in the Torah that talks about this woman that was warned by her husband not to be in a private place with a certain man. And she didn't listen. Even after the warning, we have witnesses that saw her in private with somebody. And as a result, the Torah calls her a sota. Sota is a woman who did something wrong just by being with someone in private. But it's already wrong. The safek is how far that went. We don't know if she actually did anything. But the fact that she was already with him, that's already a problem. So she is a sota. She cannot be anymore with her husband. Because of this safek. And the only way we can verify what actually happened. Is we have to take it to the Beit HaMikdash. 
And there's a whole procedure in the Beit HaMikdash where they try to get her to admit. Now, it's not a very pleasant ceremony that happens in the Beit HaMikdash. They try all kinds of things to get her to admit because the other option would be she would have to drink certain waters and if she's in fact guilty, she would die right on the spot. So we don't want her to die. We're trying to save her. All she has to do is admit. So we do all types of things to get her to admit so this way she doesn't fall into a situation where she drinks the water and dies. That's what happens. Obviously, there's a whole masechet, masechet sota, where many, many intricate laws of all these things. Obviously, I'm giving you a very short run-through of the, of the sota. So the sota, obviously, is not a, you know, not a great woman. She's not uh, one of the Nashim Sitkaniot in our nation. She's not from the righteous people from our, from our uh, history. She's a woman that uh, is involved in the wrong things. She shouldn't be with, even if she didn't do anything, she shouldn't be with somebody privately, especially if her husband warned her. Fine. And they get her to admit that, hell, listen, maybe, you know, maybe you were drinking and you didn't realize, you know, maybe... Maybe it was your, your, your neighbors. You know, sometimes it can have a bit influence on you. Maybe uh, they try to figure out how to get her to realize that, you know what? Okay, it's a mistake. So this parashah Sotah is not one of the more pleasant parashiot in the Torah. Talking about such a, a low woman. Right after that parashah, right, right away. Torah talks about a man who wants to be holy. The Pasuk calls him Kadoshi here. A man wants to be Kadosh, wants to be not just a regular Jew, which is already Kadosh, a regular, a regular Jew is also Kadosh. But this guy wants to be Kadosh, Kadosh. He wants to not just follow the rules of the Torah, not only 613. He wants to take on 614. He wants 615. He wants 616. He wants to do more. Every Jew has 613. This guy wants to be extra holy. Oh, Torah says, what do you do with a guy like that? So he can be a Nazir. He can become a Nazir. And automatically with his Nazirut, he has additional laws that he would have to keep unlike a regular Jew. And these laws will make him Kadosh. One of the laws is he can't drink wine. One of the laws, as you know, can't cut his hair. And one of the laws is he can't come into contact with Tumah. He can't be on the Hebra Kadisha. It's a Nazir. Okay, that's the subject in itself. But this is this this is the parasha that follows the sotar. You can't imagine two parashiot that should be so far away from each other than these two. Sotar is from the low of the low, and Nazir is from the kadosh of kadosh. And somehow in the Torah they found themselves as a partner. It's a big question. It's not, I'm saying this to you because you have to realize what's the problem here. It's a big issue. Why in the world would Hashem in the Torah 
Parashat Naso. After he wrote about the Sota, he says, you know what? Now it's time to teach about Nazir. What? Maybe after Sota, I should talk about Ben Sorero More, talk about uh, you know, the way we're child, talk about uh, the, the, the halakha of Arayot, or what happens to a person, what's the punishment. You go into uh, Nazir? You go into the Holy of Holies? So this question is a question that bothered our rabbis, and they tell us that obviously the Torah put it here for a reason. Especially when you have a big question, usually, there must be a big answer too. By the way, the Hachamim, when they made in the Torah Shabbat, also, when they put the when they put the Masechtot next to each other, they put Sota and Nazir, neighbors. They followed the example of the Torah. So, that, so the Gemara says in Masechet Sota, right away, Masechet Sota in Daf Bet, right in the beginning, the Gemara says, I don't understand, Lama nismecha parashat Nazir le parashat Sota? That's not just a, like, you know, oh, why were they next to each other? It's a much bigger question than that. You are saying these two subjects should not be next to each other. Doesn't make sense they're next to each other. Why are they there? So the Gemara, the famous words of the Gemara, Lomar lecha, Hashem, by putting them next to each other, wants to tell you, who's you? Me and you. He wants to tell us something. He's screaming, telling us something. Shekol haro'e sota bekilkula. If you are in the Bet HaMikdash and you see you happened that day just by the fate of the situation, you happen to go in, you're going to bring a Korban Toda, you're going to bring a Korban of thanks to Hashem, and all of a sudden you walk in and you see there is this ceremony going on of the Sota. You weren't planning for it. It's just what happens. If you see a Sota, Yazir atzmo minayayim. Torah says, take upon yourself to become a nazir. Shehu mevili deniuf. Normally, normally, alcohol brings averot. Not every time someone drinks, there's averot. But every time there's averot, there's drinks. Wherever you see a place of averot, you're going to see drinks. That's, that's, that's how it is. Averot and alcohol, they have a berit. They have a, a treaty with each other. So again, Torah says, you saw a sota, you witnessed the disgrace of what this woman did and you saw the consequence. So you take upon yourself don't don't drink wine. Because wine is probably what caused that woman to become what she became. Let me tell you what this parasha really is coming to tell you. It's much deeper than a, a, a guy became Nazir because he saw a sota. That's obviously the 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 reka, the the, the surface and the reality. But the message is, is way deeper than that. 
Let me tell you about a human reality that we all uh, struggle with. We don't even realize that we struggle with it. We have a way of disconnecting ourselves from what we see. Let me, let me I'll give you an example. For the good and for the bad. For example, a regular guy, quote unquote, calls himself a regular guy. So a regular guy walks into a room and he comes face to face with a tzaddik. And he's, wow, he's awestruck. And he gets to talk to him and to understand what the guy, what that tzaddik is and, and what he does and his wisdom and spends a day or two with him and he can't believe his eyes. Normally, the reaction of this regular guy is that tzaddik is so elevated that being this great person is a consequence. That person became that because of consequences. He made decisions. He continues to make decisions. He made decisions to do certain things. He stayed away from certain things. Is a, you don't just wake up and become a great person. To become a great person, a great family. You don't just wake up and have a great family. You don't just wake up and raise awesome kids. You don't have a great marriage because you woke up one day and decided to have a great marriage. It doesn't work like that. So if you see somebody and you are in awe of what they've accomplished, whether it's in Torah or it's in their marriage or with their children or in the way they carry themselves or in their... Whatever it is, if you're impressed by somebody in life, so normally what happens is you disconnect yourself immediately from the consequence that you saw by that person. Because you say to yourself, that's not who I am. I mean, I'm very impressed. I wish I could have that. I wish I could be that. Yes, who doesn't want that? But it's not me. It's not just not who I am. I'm not capable looking at myself. I'm a regular guy. I'm not capable of building such a magnificent home. I'm not capable of being such a magnificent person. Because I look at myself today, and by the way, the logic is very simple. The logic is true. Because look at myself today. I'm in no way ready to be that guy. I'm not capable of being that guy. Because to be that guy, you have to have a lot of wisdom, a lot of strength, a lot of tools. I don't have that today. So automatically... I walk away from this awesome experience being in awe of the person and appreciating what that person does and accomplishes, but there's a disconnect because I don't see how I can be that, even though I appreciate it very much and would love it very much. I just don't see I'm not that guy. I'm not that kind. We do this for the bear too. A 16-year-old young man, he sees a drug addict either in his family or in his community or on the street. And he sees 
what the effects of drugs have done to this guy. It, it's not making his life very... Uh, he's not a life that anyone is envious of. He sees it. What happens when people see the results? I only bring drugs because I want to just go out. But of course, you know, there are many other things. A guy who's angry, they see results of anger. They see the results of his marriage, of his family, of his, of his, of his, how he, put, he, how, how he walks and talks. You see it. When we see negative, when that 16-year-old sees the drug addict, guess what he does? He also learns nothing from him. Why? Because he looks at himself as disconnected from that. I, I, don't, I don't do that. I'm not that. What do I have to learn from a drug addict? You know how far I am from that guy? And therefore, that awesome scene. Yes, it's an awesome scene. When you see somebody suffering consequences, remember, when you see in life someone suffering consequences of many kinds, whether it's in alcohol, drugs, and marriage with their children, with their, with, with their happiness, with it, whatever it is, when you see someone suffering consequences, so A, pray for them. B, try to help them. Depends on which order can come first. Obviously, try to help somebody who's in pain. Pray for him. But don't forget. Don't forget to learn from him. Don't forget to learn. Oh man, I just saw somebody. I just saw the consequence of an act that was done maybe 10, 15, 30 years before. There's the consequence. Most of us, when we see those consequences, because they're distant from us today, we don't see them as relevant. What is there for me to learn if I see a drug addict? Nothing. I'm not, I'm too far, I'm 16, I'm a good kid. What, 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 what could be a big deal? So we disconnect when we see great consequences. A great guy is doing amazing things in his life in every way. Beautiful, I'm a, wow, it's awesome. Disconnected from me. Those results are so far from me. I can never produce those results. And also for the bad, when I see someone so far away from where I want to be, I also don't connect to that in any way or form. I don't learn from that. I just say, Ah, ya haram. Ay, 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 hazit. Ay, ay, ay. That's all people say all day long. They say, ay, ay. Disconnections from the consequences of good and consequences of terrible, evil, horrible. And because we disconnect from the consequences, we learn nothing from them. But in reality, you should know in life, when you see a consequence in real life, whether it's a great consequence or a terrible consequence, the Torah is teaching you 
It's a great gift. You were given a great gift. What's the gift? The gift is the ability to see the consequence of your action today, right now. Because usually when you're 16 and you're just playing around and you're taking a drink here or a smoke here, you don't, you don't see consequence. You don't see anything. You say, well, well what could be? What, what's the problem? What, you're 16 years old. It's time to learn. It's time to brush up on your character. It's time to brush up on your wisdom. It's time to invest in yourself before you start building a home. This is the time, 15, 16, 17, 18, high school age. That's the time when you invest. What are you going to invest? When you're 20 and you start working and you start running around to make a few dollars, when are you going to invest in yourself? When are you going to invest in your marriage? You think that guy, his marriage is in shambles. You think it started because he was 25? That's when it started the problem? The problem is we see the consequence as a a consequence later. We don't realize that there were many steps that got to that consequence. And if you bring the steps back and back and back and back and back and back, you'll come back right to where you are. That drug addict, he's just like you. He also started at 16, just like you. He also thought it was no big deal to go here and to do that. That's what he started. And look at the consequence of today's action. You see it in that guy. When you see something great, same story. That great person didn't wake up one day and become a great person. Track the steps back. Go back, 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 back. And all of a sudden you'll see he had the same decision as you today. When you see greatness or you see disaster, you're watching the consequence of your own actions today. The Yisra'ana will have no power over you if your emet is backed up with immediate consequence. How can I bring immediate consequence when the consequence is a year, two, five, ten? I'm 16 years old. I want to have a great marriage. But I'm not going to start now. What is, what is, now, what is a 16-year-old, a 15-year-old, what does that have to do with a great marriage? Average at 15, 16, what are you, crazy? Now I'm going to think about a great marriage. When I get married, I'll worry about it. Tipesh, you're fool. You think that's when things happen in your marriage? When you get married, you miss the boat. When you see someone that did great in marriage, track back, say, what happened? How? And then you, when you look back, you'll realize he probably was exactly where you are right now. And whatever choices he made, it brought that consequence. So you're able to see the consequence today. Positive, negative. When you see great things, it's a gift. When you see terrible things, it's a gift. What's the gift? To see the nolad today. And when you see the nolad today, what happens to you? What happens when I'm 16 and I see the nolad of an awesome marriage now? 
and I know what I have to do to get there, all of a sudden, my Yetzirah has no power over me. He can't put doubt in my emet because I'm seeing the consequence in front of me. I see the guy right there. What does that mean? I see it. And I see the other way around too. I see everything. Once we know that the power of the Yetzirah is to put doubt and then to grab us, and we learn today that when the consequence is right there, he doesn't have the power to put doubt. So now, the solution is how to create that the consequence of tomorrow, of next year, of 10 years from now, or at a deeper level of 100 years from now, even that's also a consequence, how would, would a person be able to see the consequence right now. So one would say it's impossible. How could you see the consequence of the future now? But says the Torah in Masechet, says the Torah in Parashat Naso, no, no, there is a way. There is a way to see the future consequence from now. When? When you see something, don't disconnect yourself. Here you are, a good man walking into the Beit HaMikdash. What do you have to do with a sotah? What does me and a sotah have to do anything with each other? I came to bring a korban. What do you want from me? Says the Torah. No, no. The sotah is much closer to you than you think. It's one decision away from being on the road to be a sotah. From where you are today, you can't imagine you could become a sotah. But you could. You're one decision away. Just be careful. You're one drink away from getting on that path. You're one friend away. You're one vacation away. You're one, you're one act away from getting to the sota. Don't think that the sota and you have nothing to do with each other. Very much humans are connected in the way they are in cause and effect. We're not different in that way, and therefore we could learn from each other. We find the same idea in Parashat Shelah by the Meraglim. The Torah places the story of the Meraglim, the spies that went to Eretz Israel and spoke negatively of the land of Israel, and we know all the terrible um, consequences that took place because of that. But the Torah wrote that story right after the story of Miriam when Miriam spoke against Moshe Rabbeinu and uh, as a result she got leprosy and uh, seven days they had to wait for her so Hazal asked Rashi over there right away in the beginning of the parasha of the Miraglim asks Lama nismecha parashat Miraglim le parashat Miriam why does the Torah put the story of the Miraglim right after the story of Miriam? What's the connection? Says Rashi, Lefi shelakta al aiske diba shedibra beachia, which means that they, she, they, she got pun- Miriam, she got hurt because she spoke against her brother. Wurshaim halalu, and these Rashaim referring to the spies, Ra'u, they saw. Velo musar, 
and they didn't learn a lesson. Again, the Torah is teaching you, is teaching me, that the Miraglim's perhaps biggest mistake, or the beginning of their mistake, is that they saw what negative talk can produce. They saw the consequence in Miriam and what happened to her, but they didn't connect it to them. They didn't think that was relevant to them. They saw Miriam suffering because of what she said, but it wasn't brought home. If they brought that message home when they saw it, they wouldn't have spoken negatively when they came back from their mission. And again, another example of how a person, when they see the consequences, must connect to it and play it back into their own life so that they're able to see the consequences before they even happen. What did Sammy say? Sammy says something very beautiful. I have to say it. Shem should bless you. He says twice we see in Hazal, Ezehu Hacham. Two different answers are given. Who is a wise man? Ezehu Hacham. Who is a wise person? Once we see, Ezehu Hacham, Nolad. That a person who is able to see the consequence. The other one, it says, Ezehu Hacham, Halomed Mikol Adam. That learned from every person. Listen to how beautiful is what he said. Is there a connection between someone who sees the consequence of the future and to learn from every person? According to what we're saying, it's one and the same. Because how are you supposed to get to see the consequence today? When you are able to learn from every person. When you see every person and where they ended up, and you don't just say, oh, wow, awesome, or say, oh, terrible, but you actually take something home for yourself, that's how you see the Nolad. When you're watching Kol Adam, when you're seeing the results of life, you're actually able to see the Nolad. You're seeing the consequence of your actions today. And when you see the consequence in front of you, you have given your Yetzirah a run for his money. You have disarmed him. He cannot put doubts in something that you see the consequence in front of you. So our job in this fight with the Yetzirah is not, we said yesterday, we have to continue learning. That's one. Continue exercising your, your brain and you continue to learn and Kiddushah, upgrade yourself. And you have to learn not only Torah, you have to learn you have to learn when you see around you things, make sure you play back how that happened. Don't disconnect it and say, oh, wow, that's so far from me. It's not so far from you. Play back, play back the video, play back the scenes, and you'll realize that you're right there. Whether it's great or terrible, you're right there. That's what Surah wants to teach me by the Nazir and the Sota. Learn from what you see to bring it to your home quickly. This way the Yetzirah cannot put a doubt in the Emet that you know. Baruch Amen